Hello, San Diego biz babes. Your host, Paulina Salazar, welcomes a podcast where passion meets income. Here we aspire to inspire. For more information, visit SanDiegoBizBabes.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you guys the one and only Reggie Aguiluz, an apparel developer who was based out of LA, but actually born and raised in the same hometown as I was here in Escondido. So we instantly connected his entrepreneurship style of just the way he lives his life is amazing to me. I really wanted to share this with you guys because it's awesome the way that he started. I mean, he's already working with brands with Diplo, Marshmallow. He's worked with Kanye brands. So the list goes on and on. Super credible and very knowledgeable. So I hope you guys take some nuggets away from this, especially if you're looking into starting your own fashion line. All right. Thank you, Reggie, for being on my podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk about your successful journey yet, and it's not even the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Give some background and then just talk about your company first. Um, Well, I'm an apparel designer, fashion designer, uh, developer, whatever you call it, um, whatever (laughs) you want to name it. I grew up here in uh, North County, San Diego, Escondido. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I went to college up in LA at FITM. I attended FITM and um, studied fashion. Okay. And started my own company. And so, from my understanding, your launch was pretty successful when you started, right? Yeah, it was pretty successful. Um, you know, I started off with my own clothing line, and um, that, that hit pretty much. Like every store that I wanted to get into, yeah. Um, we did our first trade show in Vegas, and um, we were like on the brink of when sportswear was becoming like the the stuff to go buy and like wear out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was at that crossroads, and we were um, that was our style. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we hit it off. We hit, we went into like every department store you could think of. Our first trade show. Um, What's a trade show? A trade show is um, a show where every buyer from every store comes and checks out up-and-coming brands uh, or existing brands mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, what they want to buy, mm-hmm. check the quality out of the new styles that, that the brands are offering, mm-hmm. um, and just pretty much it's a networking um, weekend where nice. everyone comes together and, you know, talks about, you know, the new trends. Uh-huh. And what's going to happen. Um, did you feel like when it was like during the crossroads, I guess, did you see an opportunity there? Was it more so like that or was do you think it was like luck a little bit? You know what? I wasn't even thinking about that. As a, as a designer, you don't even really like, I mean, I think it does make logical sense to like prepare, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of forecast. But yeah. at that time, I think I was just so into sports and like fashion where I was like, how can I make a hybrid between these two? Yeah. And I wasn't really like looking at like, you know, foreshadowing mm-hmm. for the future or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it kind of just, yeah, I guess I was lucky in a way where it kind of hit at the right time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it picked up pretty well. Do you think that might be something that differentiates you versus like other people at the time? Like when you were kind of like you were bringing design to like fitness apparel pretty much, which yeah. was not, I feel like it's still kind of, there's such little brands that have really executed on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that is, um, I mean, a lot of people were just looking at sportswear as like just to go work out in mm-hmm. um, at that time. And is it cute? <laughs> yeah, and I was more looking at it as like, how can I take it where you can go um, still out in it? Yeah. And it's still functional outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could see that. So, who was your first client? Like, first store? I guess, but when did that Kanye come into the picture? So, um, before I started my private label company, um, I had, I had my clothing line and then I ended up selling that, um, to some buyers who bought it. And so then I was at a crossroads roads where I was like, all right, what to do now? Like, do I start another line and then sell that one? Or do I, what else do I go, go into another like side of the industry? I I was kind of lost. So I found myself, uh, like loving the development side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I pretty much took on my first client as, uh, uh, Fear of God, which is, uh, Jerry Lorenzo's line. And he part, he partnered up with, uh, like Justin Bieber, Kanye West, um, to launch that line. That's cool. So Jerry was really, Jerry's still a good friend of mine. Um, and yeah, I met with him and he was like my first client and like, he came to me and pretty much said, Hey, like. I have this crazy idea that I want to, I want to build this brand. I have all this backing from all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how can you help me out? I need this to, to become like a real life thing. Mm-hmm. And so he was my first like private label uh, client where I like helped him uh, manufacture and source everything um, for the first few of his seasons. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was my first first like out of the gate uh private label um client that's awesome yeah congratulations yeah that's so cool and so like what i guess what did did your work entail at that point because at this point you were like you internship you sold you made a company you sold it and then you got this opportunity so like what exactly did you do for them and for other people that you could possibly do that too right so at that time that was like my first it's crazy because it was a big client, but mm-hmm. it was like literally my first like rodeo. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of nervous and scared, but um, basically I was learning on the job. Yeah. So um, I basically from A to Z and like starting a clothing line is what I do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting from like the concept phase to a design phase to sourcing to sampling all the way to production um, is basically what I do. Um, so... I mean, it just all depends on the client. Um, mm-hmm. Some clients are already have a InDesign team, so they'll just bring me like their design, and my job is to just make a sample, and then once it's approved, go straight into production. Um, for instance, like like a PacSun. Okay. Um, I've worked with them several times. Um, they'll come to me with their design, and then they'll just say like, hey, make a sample. If uh, corporate approves it, um, we'll go to production, and we need this by Black Friday. So, um, that's basically how I work as well. But I also work with like smaller independent brands who don't have that type of backing yeah. or like structure um, where someone could be like, oh, I love fashion. I know like, I know how to like style well, but I just don't know where to start, yeah. you know? Um, That's like me. So that comes into like, yeah, like that comes into like consulting <laughs> phase as like breaking everything down and then building it out like that. Um, so it just depends on the client, but we do like everything from big to small, you know? Yeah. So I guess what, what do you think got yourself into this, in this field? Why do you think you guys so talented in design? Was it always like a thing that you've done? 
Um, I've always been a fan of, of design. Um, like in high school, mm -hmm. I was like super into Kanye and Pharrell and like all the big dudes. Like I, I used to like dress. I used to. I was known around high school to be like the most dressed guy around mm -hmm. and, and hip guy. And um, <laughs> like um, I actually got a few scholarships uh, to play football after high school. Nice. And um, I was uh, my mom had just been diagnosed with cancer, mm -hmm. so. Um, I was, and all my scholarships were out of state, so, and she had, like, stage four, so, like, she was pretty much, like, on the verge, mm -hmm. and I had to make a decision to, like, stay with my mom, like, to take care of her, like, during her treatments, or leave and pretty much start my football journey, you know, mm -hmm. so I decided to, like, decline the offers and then stay with my mom. I figured, like, that was more important. Yeah. Um, so my, long story short, my mom ended up getting better, um, after a year so I started school a year after uh, high school yeah and um, I was like okay what else do I like besides football mm -hmm. and I fell back on the fashion thing I didn't know exactly I wanted to get into like development and manufacturing um, but yeah it kind of just fell from there you know um, so what kind of design was it more so like on the techie side like or was it more so kind of like sketches or like I'm not exactly I feel like it's such a broad yeah, industry. a lot of people like when they think of fashion design, they think of like sketching yeah. and like, um, which it, it is a, it is an aspect of, of design for sure, like yeah. a concept phase. Um, but to me personally, like I'm not a good like freehand drawer, okay. like I, I suck at that. Mm -hmm. um, but what what I did learn was like uh, drawing like CADs, computer aided designs um, through like Illustrator. That's awesome. Um, so you know at, at Fitum they taught me how to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm more. Like, more on that level okay. um but as far as like the tech stuff like that um not necessarily so technical like mm -hmm. that's more um with like the developers and stuff like that yeah um but yeah i i i like all like designing like every every different type of phase uh, throughout the development process you know mm -hmm. so it was so you went to finum graduated and yeah. then interned yeah for then, about a few, like three months or something like that. Okay, yeah. and then they hired you on. Yeah. Time, I'm assuming, and then, and then after that, you created your own. Yeah, I said pretty much like after interning, I was like, okay, I think I learned enough. Like you got it. And I was like, I got it. So yeah. I, I I left, and then I I started my own clothing line, and then that took off itself mm -hmm. way faster than I thought it would. And then um, after that, I sold it, and then. Uh, started my private label company at the time where did you sell or present your products because I don't know when that was but I feel like social media has grown significantly yeah so different now. Uh, that was product? that was a long time ago uh -huh. so like um, social media was barely on the rise like okay. it was like Instagram was barely popping okay. like I mean I think the heavy hitter at that time was probably YouTube mm -hmm. um, so we didn't have all that you know, the promotion that social media has these days, yeah, you know? Yeah. So another factor as to like choosing to be at a trade show yeah. was like the marketing behind it yeah. because there's just so many people there. It's like not even just buyers, it's like celebrities that come through, um, mag magazines, publishers, uh, everyone comes through to like see what's the next hot thing. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we, we took that on as like, okay, let's let's execute this from a marketing aspect mm -hmm. um, and from a, sell, a selling aspect, yeah. you know? Um, so, and then we got a bunch of like magazines that loved us too and they, they, 
they hit us up and they were like, hey, we want to like feature you on our magazine or our, our blog. Um, so that helped us out a lot, you know. Yeah. And then also um, at that time, the reason that I chose the like activewear side of things was because I was affiliated with a lot of like uh, athletes, mm -hmm. like boxers, uh, basketball players, um, soccer players and stuff like that. So I said, hey, like these guys can just rock my line, you know, and they'll promote it for me. Did you give it out for free? I did. I That's did. Good. Yeah, I gave it out for free. And they loved it so much that I wasn't paying them to like wear it or anything like that. They were just wearing it. They were just wearing it because it was so comfortable and they loved it, you know. And it was crazy because I'd see like videos of them like training or like just chilling in my clothes. And I was like, oh, dang, that's dope, you know. That's so <laughs> sick. That's awesome. So then your current company right now. Yeah. Can you kind of explain? Um, so you take them from A to Z. Yeah. And then, so who is your ideal client? I guess it's all across the board, right? Yeah. So right now I would say I'm not taking on so much um, like smaller independent brands just because it's a lot more work. Okay. Um, but I would say the ideal client right now is, is anyone who's up and running and is looking for a manufacturer or designer that's going to pretty much like step up what they already have you know okay like take um, it to the next level take it to the much. next level um as, and i'm a big branding guy so like if that's like new product with newer things um that's probably the like ideal right now um yeah customer i think what if what like how does that work is for you guys do you guys get paid like a flat fee or is it more of a percentage at that point of sales that they make with with whatever you help them with? Is that kind of how it works? Or is it, you guys fluctuate? Yeah, so it fluctuates for sure because um, some people have more backing than others. Mm -hmm. So um, for instance, if you're working with like a marshmallow, um, they have a lot of backing because he's like one of the biggest artists right now. So mm -hmm. they'll just pay you a flat fee. They'll be like, hey, make this, build your cost into the into the overall cost. Okay. And we'll take care of you. Um, as far as like a, an independent brand, it, it, it differs because they don't have the same amount of backing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the smaller the smaller the brands, you would probably take a percentage. Yeah, okay, yeah. That makes sense. And, I mean, some, don't get me wrong, some bigger companies do take percentages. Like, mm -hmm. if you fulfill their orders saying, like, okay, I, I manufactured your product and I'm going to box, bag, and ship your product from my warehouse, I'm going to take 3% of each item that you sell. Okay. So it covers their, like, shipping costs, their storage fee. And like they're laboring for like um, packing your order and shipping it out to the customer. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that's like you're a really one-stop one shop. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So do you have any advice for anyone that's looking to do what you do? Like maybe just kind of tell them a little bit of, you know, what you wish you would have done or some type of advice for them. I would say um, don't concentrate on just one thing. Like don't yeah. concentrate on just like design. Like, okay. or drawing, or, like, because it's honestly, like, an umbrella of things. Um, like, if you get an opportunity to intern or work somewhere, there's a job opening that you're, like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. It actually may benefit you in the long run because, yeah. I mean, for instance, like, maybe doing inventory, it may be, like, oh, this is super boring or, like, I'm not, I'm more talented than this, yeah. or, you know. Um, you know, it's just small things like that where yeah. if you have your own brand, you'll be like, oh, I used this inventory software before, so I can use that um, for my clothing line. Yeah. You know? Um, you, like, set yourself up pretty much. Yeah. launch yourself while you're making money. Right. 
and I feel like the more knowledge you have in every different um, aspect of design, yeah, um, you're gonna kill it because you have that much more knowledge from every every different angle, you know. And that that's how I did it. Um, but I did catch myself being like, oh, I, I don't I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I slowly realized, okay, I need to learn like every single thing um, just so I can understand um, how to execute things better. You yeah. Know? Definitely. No, that's awesome. So what are you, do you have anything planned for the future? Any future endeavors? Uh, right now, um, I'm studying architecture for landscape. Um, I kind of wanted to like go out and do something different, like a different part of design mm -hmm. and um, see where that leads me to. I have a big appreciation for architecture and stuff. So nice. um, I'm studying that right now and uh, I want to keep learning mm -hmm. different um things about design and yeah and yeah i think uh that'll be a future goal too um to start executing things like driving by like a landscape and being like oh that's that's i designed that like yeah. that's cool you know it's a, it's not clothing but it's like a different it's still feeling design, yeah it's, it's still design you know, it's still an art yeah and i think like now that i've been studying uh architecture for a little bit um I, it's kind of weird but they kind of do kind of mesh together because yeah. It's like you use certain plants for, for certain types of weather and you use different fabrics for certain types of weather. Yeah. So it's like it has the same design knowledge kind of, but it's just outdoors and one's like clothing, you know. Yeah. But it, it kind of has the same principles. Yeah, I didn't really think about that in landscaping. Like yeah. you guys actually do have to think through like yeah. what plants you're actually planting. Right. Like what's if, the point? Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to plant like uh, drought tolerant plants in like Seattle, yeah. you know. So yeah. you have to... And you're not going to wear just a t-shirt in Seattle. You have to yeah. wear a jacket, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you have to think about those things. That makes sense. So I guess for, you gave us advice, um, you know, for somebody looking in your industry, but now advice for like, going back to that, because I forgot to ask this, but advice for somebody that is an actual potential client of yours, what would you advise somebody that might be in the very beginning stages, but like are hesitant to start their clothing line? Um, what would you tell them? I get a lot of people who like hit me up on Instagram about this. Um, I would say, don't be afraid. Um, ask questions. Um, always be inspired to um, whatever it is. Uh, create like mood boards and get inspired. And um, don't limit yourself just because you don't know something. Like doesn't mean that you can't do it. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, be really confident. Um, Go out and network. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you know an event that's gonna come up, like a showcasing for a new clothing line or a pop up shop or yeah. something like that, um, go out there and network. And even though you don't have your business yet, yeah, you know it's really important to go out there and make yourself like you know business cards. Even if you don't have a business yet, make yourself business cards and pass them out. Yeah, and you know make your presence known. And that way, you know when that time does come to reach out to them, like they remember who you were and um, you guys can potentially have a relationship down the line, yeah. you know? What can you share with them too, like as far as like your biggest challenge? Like what what has been your biggest challenge in this industry? From a clothing brand owner or from like a private label owner or both? Or well, I'd, say, I'd say from, from a clothing brand owner, it's a lot of competition because yeah. everyone has a clothing line and 
every, you know, you kind of have to know the right people to get into a store that you want. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not even that. It's like, it comes down to your price point. It comes down to like, what's different from your line from like everyone else that's trying to get into that store, you know? Okay. Um, why, how are you going to make that buyer um, want to buy into your collection mm -hmm. within their budget? Because mm -hmm. you got to think about it. They're spending millions each season. Yeah, so like, yeah. If they're if they're gonna give you ten thousand dollars of their of their budget, you, you know why? Mm -hmm. They they want to know why because yeah. they're they're potentially buying into your brand. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be like, do something that's different. Yeah. Um, and that can get you in quicker. Yeah. Um, that's a hurdle that that I had I I had trouble with, um, but I feel like once you execute it like that, um, you'll be fine. Um, and then from a per, from a private label aspect, um, <laughs> I would say deadlines. <laughs> deadlines is huge. I mean, even from a clothing brand owner, like if you don't make your deadlines, you're in trouble. Yeah. Like pretty much. You have a Nordstrom uh, saying they need stuff by Black Friday, and needs to get there three weeks before Black Friday, and you're shipping like a week before that. They're gonna cancel your order, and the, even if it's a two hundred thousand dollar order, they're gonna cancel it. And then you made all that you made all that production and invested all that money, and you lost out. So now you're in the back end. You got to flip it and try to sell it out to some other some other store. Oh my gosh! So, I never really thought about that. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, and you got to think about always planning as well. That's a huge advice I would give. Is like, you know, forecasting and and doing a production calendar because, like. Right now, we're sampling for fall, so yeah. we're not doing summer stuff. Like we're already finishing summer right now. Like, you so know, so you already know what's in for summer. Yeah. So. What's it gonna be? Spill it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. I have to sign an NBA. Yeah, you have to sign. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's gonna for summer. It's gonna be like a lot of a lot of pastel colors and stuff like that. Okay. Like kind of like uh, retro retro kind of like '90s vibes. Yes. Um, so like, like you'll have so like, so high waisted stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. And, and I would say like, that's a huge thing too, is like forecasting trend, trend forecasting. And they have websites for that, that you can go on and check it out. Like people who were in Milan for fashion week, what did they wear? Like wh who showed what, like what colors were at the fashion show? And that'll give you more of a better idea as to like, okay, I should use these colors, these fabrics. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then it kind of like trickles down from there, you know. That's crazy. You guys plan it out so in advance. Yeah. Like who who dictates like what will be in? Where does that stem from? A lot of trendsetters. Um, they'll collaborate with designers. Um, like Kim Kardashian, she does. She collaborates a lot with, okay. with different designers and those influencers. influencers that have a huge following. Like we're talking about, what? you know. And don't get me wrong. Um, there's other people too who you know. Are, aren't on a Kim Kardashian level that still has a really dope style. Yeah. And it'll still create some buzz where it's like, that's dope. That outfit's dope. Like, we're, we're going to, like, mess around with that one, mm -hmm. you know? So. Dang. So what's your, you told us the struggles, but now what's your favorite part about your industry? My favorite part is just um, creating. Like, I love, I'm a creative guy, so mm -hmm. I love like creating stuff that people come to me and they they have a vision for it mm -hmm. and they're like I want to see this come like into real life I want to see this on a shelf I want to see this I want to see people wearing this and like I love the development phase where it's like it may not be 
100% the first time, but yeah. we keep working at it and keep working at it until we get it right. And then just seeing it like on the shelf space at a store afterwards or just hearing the client be like, dang, that came out so dope. Like mm-hmm. we worked so hard on it. Um, like that's probably my favorite part is just making the client happy. And then, yeah. and then seeing people like wear it on Instagram and like, or at festivals or stuff like that. And you're like, dang, like we produced that. Yeah. Speaking of festivals, you guys, what did you, t- uh, you had mentioned earlier, you did a fanny packs, right? Yeah. So we did it. We worked with Baja beach fest out in Rosarito. Um, with my boy Roa, he has a brand called Kingsbread. Shout out Roa, um, and he hit me up and he's like, "Yo, like, I want to do this collab with Baja Beach Fest. I need your help though. Um, I don't know what to do. What should we do? We want to do a limited release." Um, and I was like, "Okay, well, you're at the beach. Like, people need to carry small belongings and stuff. So let's do a fanny pack. And fanny packs, like, were in at that time. I mean, they're still in. But um, I was like, let's do a fanny pack." So we did it, and then, yeah, they sold out, I think, like, in an hour. Um, he was telling me that they sold completely sold out, and right now we're working on renderings for, like, uh, this year's, uh, hopefully it happens, but yeah. this year's festival, so that'll be dope. That is really cool. That's awesome. So, I mean, I feel like all of this just has you pretty busy normally, obviously pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, but can you kind of explain, I guess, to the listeners, what does your regular day look like? Like, how do you, what does your whole day, is it always different? Because, like, mine's always different, you know? I try to take as much control of the day as possible. As an entrepreneur, you know that's a little hard. Right. But it's doable. Right. Um, but how does your day look like? Uh, it varies. Um, just depending on, like, right now it's kind of it's kind of odd because, like, mm-hmm. what's going on and stuff like that. And factories are barely opening up back in Asia, but... Um, it varies like on a typical day, you know, uh, I can be up at six working on something local domestically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, take meetings. Um, and then at night, uh, take on my clients work that are, that produce overseas because they're a day ahead of us and, um, they're up when we're sleeping. So I have to be on like WhatsApp, like until like two in the morning, um, going over changes or going over new uh, samples that we want to do. But it just varies, like, on the day. Um, But I always try to, like, make time for myself, you know, because I feel like that's important as well as, like, making time for yourself. I've had, like, that was, like, one of my defects, uh, becoming an entrepreneur and and understanding, like, how to to make a schedule. Yeah. Because you can become become such a workhead where you're just, like, consumed and you have no life outside of work. And that was a huge problem of mine, um, which... Hey, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I just had an epiphany this year. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. That was going to be my next question. It was just kind of like, how do you stay balanced? Because that is a struggle for me. But it's just because we're doing what we love. Yeah. And it's it's hard to look away from it um, every single second of the day, even at night. It's right. like sometimes hard to sleep because right. you're just like, you know, I even have a notebook right next to my bed. Just in case for those like random thoughts that yeah. come up, I just need to get them out so right. I can sleep. So how do you do it, or at least how do you try? I was really bad at first, like yeah. straight out of Finham, I was really bad. I was like super zoned out. No one could mess with me. No one could get a hold of me because I was just like I knew what I wanted and I was gonna go and do it. You yeah, know? yeah. And then like it kind of bit me because you know. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't um, taking care of myself. You know, I wasn't attending like uh family and friends um 
even relationships, like I've had a few breakups because of that, where I was just, I wasn't like balancing work and life, personal life. Um, and I've had to just like step back and be like, whoa, like I, I need to love myself too. And the, and the important people around me in order for me to be successful as well, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's like your body's a temple, your business is a temple, but mm -hmm. I feel like both need to be running um, both on the same cylinders. Yeah. Um, in order to, to be successful. And I, I, was, I would just say, like, making a schedule, I always try to take, like, an hour or two just to work out for yeah. myself, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, get out of the office, get out of that zone. And, um, yeah, like, you know, if I want to go out on the weekend or if I want to go out uh, with some friends, um, I'll make that time uh, because I know that it's going to benefit me, even, even to, like, be inspired if I go out to a concert or if I go and travel somewhere, I know like, you know, like you said, you have a notebook, like I'll, I'll write down stuff that I randomly see and be like, oh yeah, like this is dope. Like I can incorporate this in this design or I can do this here, you know? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you just need to get a schedule um, and just balance balance work, work in your personal life out, you know? Um, whether if that, like I always have that evening gap where it's like dinner and then it's to like, you know, nine or 10 o'clock, I'm free. Mm -hmm. So I can talk and just do whatever I want, chill. And then it's like going back to work in Asia, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I have that, those hours for myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can totally relate with that. And, <laughs> and for me too, it was really, I think, I think it's, I want to say it's not a good problem, but it, there could be worse problems, honestly. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think it is it could be get really, really bad if you don't catch it early. But we're yeah. still really young and I'm really grateful that I caught it super early. Yeah. You know, and same for you. So props to you. Yeah. For catching I'm that. still working on it. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah. I, I agree. So the very last thing I always like to do is just like I say biz babe it out, but just kinda like talk about where can people find your landscaping business as well. I know you help your dad with that. And then also just your regular company. Can they find you on Instagram if someone's trying to start their own clothing line or whatever it may be? How can they contact you? Yeah, so I don't have like an Instagram company page or whatever because usually the people that I, the clientele that I have is like uh, they're pretty big, so yeah. it's like kind of just word of mouth. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can always uh, email me at info at shopvde.com. Okay. Um, and if you have a question or something, you, I, I'm more than willing to like, you know, answer any of guys, your guys' questions. Um, and then my landscape, uh, I'm going to create one soon. I'm just like in the process right now of, of mm -hmm. you know, studying the architecture yeah. and helping my, my dad out. But, um, I'm going to start one here soon, like next week and build it out slowly. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just got back in San Diego from LA, so, um, I'm going to try to like network and like build with people that I grew up with and now that everyone's older and doing their own things it's like cool to like you know go back and network with those successful people yeah and um try to do business with them and um you know reconnect you know yeah. so yeah I mean I'll have that up and then you can just tag it on there okay and, and they could reach me like that yeah I'll put everything in the show notes but thank you so much no thank time. you I appreciate this it this was awesome I'm gonna go start my clothing line now <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do it Thank you for tuning in to another episode of San Diego Biz Babes. We really hope you could take something from this episode and grow. If you know someone that could also use this message, share this episode. 
Our guest information will be in the show notes. And for updates on our next podcast and business tips, follow our Instagram at San Diego Biz Babes. At San Diego Biz Babes.